Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, he is the former Wisconsin Badger head coach, current head coach at Utah State. Uh, he is Gary Anderson joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Thanks for coming on, Coach. Appreciate it. Well, thanks for having us, guys. I appreciate it. How are we all doing? Uh, doing good. A uh, little bit of debate here over taking Jordan Love when you already have Aaron Rodgers uh, at quarterback uh, at this point. But for those that haven't seen a lot of Utah State football in the last year or two, I mean, you've had a, a bird's eye view. You were at Utah when he had the great year, and then last year when he lost a lot of guys because of, of people graduating or injury or whatever, you had him as your quarterback at Utah State. What did you think of him at Utah, and then what did you think of him when you got him at Utah State? Well, uh, tremendous player both times. I saw him from afar, and I was fortunate. I always had a, one of my old children on the team except for one year at Utah State the whole time that, uh, you know, when we were gone. So I, I got to know Jordan and see him play uh, a little bit when I came up to see uh, my own children in those, those games that we were able to see throughout the years. And he was uh, watching him grow, watching him consistently get bigger, faster, stronger, get smarter. Um, and when his opportunity came, he took advantage of it. So he was uh, he was really, really, really productive, obviously, in 18. And I think he was just ready to roll and had a good supporting cast around him. And he was, you know, he had a really good, talented offensive line, a potential NFL tight end, potential two NFL tight ends, if you look at it in today's day and age, and an NFL running back and uh, some very talented receivers. So it was, it was great for him and had a great year. And, did special things and came back and like you said the the, the the course had changed it flipped on him a little bit as far as through graduation and guys coming out early to the draft and so on and so forth uh, but this kid hung in there he battled every week to get better and better and better he's a fighter um, he's athletically he's uh, he's special um, especially with his arm and I think he's eager to learn and he's blessed to be in the position that he's in with the Packers he knows that and I know he's very excited Coach, how does he see the field and, and reading defenses and such? Well, you know, the, what's going to be the biggest transition in my mind, and I'm far from an NFL coach. I've never coached in that league. and uh, um, But, you know, the, the different simplicities in offenses. Our offense was simple last year by design, and when we came in, we did not want to change that offense because of Jordan Love and the amount of people that the uh, – he had lost. We wanted to keep that same mentality in the, in the base of the offense. So it was simplistic in scheme as far as number of plays and things that were going through the, uh, the playbook, and it was built that way so we could play extremely fast and be able to get on the ball and have really quick, simple, easy calls, all those things that came with it. He's also had three different coordinators, and three different coordinators, maybe the offense has held some consistency with it. There's no question there it has. 
but I know from a fact that what he had in 18 to what he had in 19 from a coordinator standpoint, they asked him to see the different the field a little bit different. One guy was more of a half-field read and get the ball out quickly. The other guy was a, a progression read and get the ball out quickly, and that's two drastic different uh, – they complement one another not so much. They're different theories. They're both good, but they're different theories. So when we talk about the learning curve and how he reads the field, his best days – are going to be ahead of him because he's going to be very excited about learning the complexities of coverages. Does he know coverages? Absolutely. You know, does he know too high, low high? Can he see man? Can he see off corners? Can he see free access? All those things that come with it. Yes, he can see that. Uh, it's going to be at a different level in the NFL, and I know that he is really, really excited about taking that next step of just education from coaches and from Aaron Rodgers and whoever else will give it to him. Yeah, because uh, coach, the difference is, you know, the uh, I think six or seven interceptions twice, and then it jumped up to seventeen. Now, most of the fans here, they're not used to seeing a lot of interceptions. What do you attribute that to? Uh, I know I've been hearing a lot about losing guys and getting guys, but is it? I mean, because it's still football one on one. You know, taking too many chances. What do you think? Well, I think it's a combination of what you mentioned there and what we've talked about already, so don't need to beat that one up. Um, but I also think he is a tremendous, tremendous competitor. And, uh, you know, he wanted to get his team and push the ball down the field and score. And, you know, there's some throws that he'd like to have back. There's some that uh, bounced off people. There's some where he made some mistakes. And Jordan's never going to hide from that. He never one time what was me or complained or whined about this or that, or I did, you know, this is, this is why is it going like this? Never did that. He just kept on battling and keep on fighting. And that's why his learning curve, I'm so excited for him and his learning curve within the NFL because he did have that whoa season. Um, and then he did have that season where he had the interceptions and, you know, some of those uh, he'd love to have back. We'd all love to have him have back, but I know this, if we don't have him, our season's a much different season and he'll learn from that. And he never, came back off of those in a negative way in any way shape or form other than i need to learn it's my bad and i got to get up and i got to go take advantage of this and get better at it and uh i think that's one of the the best things that jordan has going for him is his his toughness his will to learn and want to learn and not go in the tank when something doesn't go his way mm-hmm. you know that's that's a yeah great i want a question to coach do you if I can ask you, what, what what do you think is his strong suit? What, or was there any wild play where you go, man, that, that's pretty good. I haven't seen very many quarterbacks that can get that done. Yeah, there's there's play against Wyoming. It's a tight ball game. It's cover two, uh, opposite hash throw. Um, it's a you know it's kind of an inside fade ball outside the outside the numbers, I suppose. And he sticks that thing in there on a rope. Um, unbelievable throw, changed the game, gave us tonight. And I thought, which was a very, very good defense in, in Wyoming that we played, and that with the numbers would show that all year long. That was a wild, that was a wild throw. But he'll wow you every single day with the throw, um, and uh, in practice, in games, and what have you. The, the unique thing for Jordan, I think, is that he plays the game. In my opinion, and I think this is really important for many positions, and it's also important for the quarterback position. He plays angles very well. Um, I think he plays angles very well when he throws the football, and I think he plays angles very well when he decides to keep the football uh, and run with it, and I think he plays angles very well when he gets himself in a position to be able to be in an abnormal pocket where things are not as they were drawn up. And, you know, he can uh, throw the ball all three all three phases, the short, the middle, and the deep. Uh, he can put enough touch on the crossers to not have a rocket ship coming that bounces off your face and you get uh, you know, picks in those situations. And I don't think he has to. You know, he can throw the ball 
in different settings, if you will. He can sidearm a little bit and do some things and be creative down those lines. So uh, I think that's what his strong suit is, um, is his just God-given ability and what his parents gave him. And um, he's done a great job of taking advantage of that and building it. And he is also, which, you know, the Wisconsin, when I was at Wisconsin, it was, it was a developmental program. It's a grinding-through program, and there's a tough guy mentality to that in that state. And he's had to do that. He was a 160-pound kid when he walked in here soaking wet, and he battled himself to a 230-pound quarterback. He grew height-wise, yes, but he, he, he had to wait and take his time and build himself up. And I think people uh, in Wisconsin and Packer Nation will uh, be very excited about that, and they kind of like that mentality, I believe. That's what I saw. Yeah, Coach, I want the football stuff, they can figure that out with the Packers. I want to get to his state of mind. Because I'm yep. trying to, I want you to prepare. When you talk to him, you give him this advice. He's going to go through some unfair onslaught from whatever, whether it's fair or not, from Aaron Rodgers fans or fans. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. He's here to do a job just like everybody else. But, Coach, how's he going to react? when people going to jump in his mentions and say the most negative stuff he's ever seen, they're going to start to split, just like the Packers. Oh, I'm a Brett Favre fan. I'm a Aaron Rodgers fan. I hate Ted Thompson. I hate Gutekunst. Tell him to just don't worry about the smoke. Just keep your blinders on and just play. Otherwise, don't react to the negative stuff. Please, Coach, prepare him for what he's about to go through. Because if you say anything negative about this particular team and this particular quarterback, it can be bad for you. And now you have to grow up and be a man about it. Yeah, no, no doubt. And I and I think he'll. I I hope he. I believe he's surrounded. Like I talked about, his mom is an absolute rock star, superstar. She's going to learn through this process, and they're all going to learn. I. I'm sure Jordan is surrounded with people that can give him some advice, and hopefully that's from some ex-players in the NFL yep. that, have, that have gone through these scenarios. And the people that are representing him, I would surely hope that they would give him those views. I will definitely do that. Um, I encourage that from our kids, regardless of where we've coached in the past, and especially now where we are here at Utah State. Is I think if you're looking to get your gratification from uh, social media or you're looking to get beat up from social media, that's a bad place to live. So uh, take the, take advice and the good and the bad from people that you know. And um, he, he's, he's very resilient. And you guys, you know, you guys have played in the league and you've done the things you've done for so long and been so successful. I guess one thing I could share with you I think that you would respect, I believe you would respect this, is as Jordan went through this year, and sometimes it went as he wanted and sometimes it didn't go as he wanted, and that was from individual individual and from a team. Um, he never wavered on his communication with me. He never got caught up when there was this hype about the Heisman thing. And then there was this hype about, you know, are you coming out early? Are you leaving? This and that. My ability as a head coach to have a relationship with Jordan Love was special because Jordan allowed it to be in those moments when he was deciding to come out. And when he finally decided to come out, and I know he wouldn't care if I shared this with y'all, when he came out, when he said, Coach, this is it. This is going to be my last game as an Aggie in the bowl game. You know, I'm, I'm going to come out. Um, and, and I asked him why, and he said real, real specifically to me, he says, Coach, it's time. I don't care where I get drafted. I don't care if it's first round, second round, third round, if I'm a free agent. It's time for me to go and see what I can do in the NFL, and I'm prepared for that opportunity. I'm prepared for whatever comes my way. And when he said that to me, I was like, yep, you know what, you're right, because that's not somebody in his ear saying, oh, get all this money. You're going to be this. You're going to be a first rounder. You're going to be bop, bop, bop. 
And then mm-hmm. next thing out of his mouth was he said, Coach, just so you know, I'm going to play in the bowl game, and I'm going to do whatever I can do to win that bowl game. And watch it. Watch him. He ran. He ran more in the bowl game than he ran probably in any game all year long. And that's how much it meant to him to give us a chance to be able to compete in that bowl game and play at a high level. So that's a little bit of his character. And I hope that will help him as he goes through these situations and scenarios as he goes through in the next few months. Coach, I got one Absolutely. last question for you. We have a, 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 a common friend, and that is uh, Coach Ron McBride. How is he doing? <laughs> really? All right. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I learned more from him in one year at Wisconsin than I did from anybody else. Of course, he was our O-line coach, but he was absolutely incredible. How is he doing? He, Mac is doing very, very well. I talked to him two nights ago. And, you know, Mac comes up to our, our, our practices, and he comes up for – he would have been here for basically all spring ball, which obviously didn't have happen. But he, he'll build a great relationship with those O-linemen. And, but Mac's going to touch every kid on the team. And he, everywhere yes. we've been. You know, he'd come to Wisconsin and come back and spend all the camp with us. And Mac's good. He's healthy. Vicky's healthy. He's honorary as hell, as always, um, running his foundation and doing some great things with golf tournaments and still giving back to kids and, um, you know, critiquing me uh, and all the coaches that are still coaching that were underneath him every week and lets us know what we're doing wrong, that's for sure. And how, how are you doing since you've left Wisconsin? I'm doing great. You know, I've had some football's been awesome to myself and to my family and, you know, Stacy and I are, are in a position to really feel like we're, we're at a, a time in our career and our lives to give back to football and give back to kids, to a sport that's done so much for us. And that's what we're striving to do. And we're striving to do that at Utah State. We're striving to do that in the community of Cache Valley. And, um, but we're awesome. Got two grandkids. Uh, two of my boys are living here with us. And, you know, we, uh, we, out, we, we kept our house here. And so we're back into that house. And it's, uh, it's crazy how the world lives. But well, every place we've been has been awesome. You know, I had a year, about a year ago, I had an opportunity to spend some time with uh, Coach Alvarez down at the Fiesta Frolic, and that was awesome to hear how he's doing and watching Wisconsin, what they've done. I have great pride. Um, love that place. And, and uh, you know, it's been, it's been a crazy ride. But like I said, it's time for us to be able to, you know, give back to football and uh, don't worry about the other things, worry about the kids. That's awesome. There he is, Gary Anderson, head coach at Utah State, former Badger head coach. Of course, was the coach for Jordan Love, the Packers' number one draft pick last night. Coach, thanks a lot for coming on, man, and I'm sure we'll probably talk again in the future. Okay, appreciate you guys. Be safe now. You betcha. Take care. There he is, head coach Gary Anderson on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. As your passion on growing your home, Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet? With two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours. Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.